On Christmas Eve, we have uh, enjoyed a simple service of coming together, preparing for the birth of Jesus. And we have also sometimes enjoyed not always hearing from our pastors, but hearing from different perspectives in the congregation. And tonight we have a treat. We have Clayton Smith coming to give us our devotional thought for the evening. Oh, Connie, I don't know whether I can be treated as a treat. <laughs> George had actually called home and asked Joyce if she would do this, and Joyce says, I'm nervous about this. And I said, I don't mind doing it. I'll do it for you. And she said, <laughs> called George and asked him. He says, um, just Christmas memories, keep it to 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, I don't know whether I can keep things to 10 minutes. That, that's my problem. That, that makes me stutter. Um, my name is Clayton Smith. I was born in a little town in southern New Mexico that no longer exists. It's a mining region, and uh, the whole area is being torn up by a huge copper mine and other industries. The little town was called Vanadium, named after the metal ore that was there, and not a single structure of town exists there anymore. My first memories are from a little town a little ways from there, uh, at that time called Central, it's now Santa Clara, New Mexico, and it is a dirt street, it was a dirt street town at that time, no pavement whatsoever, and probably much different than Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. Um, memories of Christmas, my family did not go to church, they did not. I grew up, um, Christmas tradition was more or less along the lines of, of uh, a visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Moore, at least attributed to Clement Moore. And um, the only thing we didn't do was have stockings over a fireplace that didn't exist and wondered how he got in the house. But um, uh, I remember the first Christmas I can remember, I woke up before anybody else in the household and ran out to see if Santa Claus had come. First time he hadn't, then I went back to bed and I came out another time. It was very early in the morning. Nobody else was awake yet either. And wow, the toys under the tree. And a little tricycle I knew was probably for the three little boys. My mother had four boys in five years. And if you can imagine, that might have turned her to drink. Um, and, um, uh, I don't remember much of any other toys that time, but I remember it was great. I remember Christmases getting sick on ribbon candy. Um, there, were, there were not prayers. There were not meal prayers. Um, it just didn't happen in my family. And um, oh, another Christmas I remember, my mother had gotten the three youngest boys uh, bows and arrows. We lived on the edge of town. We were given a freedom that you cannot imagine giving your children today, uh, you would be horrified. Uh, we lived on the, ex on the edge, the last house on town, and had the whole world out there to play in. And um, we were given the freedom to roam it, just watch out for rattlesnakes and mining holes, don't fall in them. And that was when we were this big. Uh, that was a childhood. Um, in 1952, after I'd finished third grade, my father got a job in Grants, New Mexico, which became the uranium capital of the world, another mining town. And we moved there. I started fourth grade. 
Uh, I do want to say that at that time in New Mexico, even though they didn't have kindergartens, they had music teachers. And we learned not only secular music, we learned Christmas carols, a hymnal biblical that may be frowned upon in school systems today. And that, looking back on my childhood and today, is probably where I learned most of my feelings about Christmas. Um, in Grants, um, I remember one Christmas, my mother got me a pair of skis and a chemistry set. And I wondered why she got skis for me, because the only thing to ski down was sand dunes. It did not snow that much there. Uh, we never got to ask or tell what we wanted for Christmas. It just appeared under the Christmas tree on uh, Christmas morning. Um, about that time in my life, I noticed that my parents had been drinking a bit more. And my dad had a boss that he went and drank with practically every day of the week, especially on Fridays. And um, much of my childhood was taken up. My memories are in bars. And they didn't kick us out at that time. A mining town, every other building in a boom town is a bar. And um, that was a great deal of my early education was barroom behavior and arguments and fighting. And so I wasn't particularly happy with the life then. I don't remember much about any Christmases after nine years of age. Uh, I think I first learned there was no Santa Claus at 10 years of age. I felt betrayed by that. Um, over the next several years, I have no memory of Christmas, except one where I think we moved out to the country, and my older brother, the one just older than me, and myself decided we were going to have a Christmas in spite of our parents, and we walked several miles to the forest nearby, cut a tree and dragged it back, and put up our own Christmas tree. I graduated from high school in 1961, the youngest in my high school graduating class, and two weeks after I graduated, I was in the Army, and my parents had to sign for me. Uh, it was a step up in standard of living. Let me tell you that an indoor toilet is better than an outhouse, especially at 10 below zero. And that's what I had grown up with there at the last. I don't remember much in the way of indoor toiletry before I joined the Army. Um, I was a sergeant by 19. I came home at Christmas. I still honored Christmas. and wanted to be with my little brother, who was still at home. And um, at 19, I started getting depressed. The way many teenagers do, and you hear about suicides, and I almost committed suicide from depression. Um, most of that regarding feelings, how do I relate to girls and things. Um, I started going to see a pastor, a chaplain. They call him chaplains. It happened, he was a Lutheran chaplain. And after counseling me for some time, I started putting down Lutheran when I went to church. And he says, you're not a Lutheran, are you? And I said, well, I put it down because you are. <laughs> I've been coming to, coming to your your chapel. He says, would you like to take the Lutheran catechism and learn about it? And so I did. And I didn't know much about religion. I did not know that Missouri Synod was the stricter of the Lutheran sects or denominations. And um, so I spent 
most of that year until I was 20, learning about church for the first time in my life. And I was baptized in Albuquerque just after I got out of the service. My dad died on the day I got home from the Army um, and didn't know what I was going to do and thought about going back into the military because I had no skills. And I was a sergeant. I was an expert in heavy weapons. And um, I didn't want to do that. And I was about to re-enlist into language school. And some friends called me and said, we want you to come back and run track with us because I ran track and cross country in the Army and to a little school in southern Louisiana. And I started going to church there. And after a couple of years or less, um, amongst other things, having a new girlfriend and then breaking up again, I was getting depressed again. And I hated the bigotry and I hated the segregation of the churches down there. I was there in the mid-60s during the Martin Luther King marches and so forth. So I pulled away from the church again and became an atheist. And I want you to know it's as hard having faith in atheism as it is in Christianity. Uh, it's, it's not something, you know, that you, can, you can't prove it one way or the other. <laughs> but uh, it took several years of living like that. And I moved to California and uh, had another breakup in my relationship. And um, I was getting pretty depressed again about it, but I still believed in Christmas. I love the kids, uh, always do it. You know, I hear one of my best sounds over there right now, um, my favorite sounds. Um, and I met that woman right there doing laundry one day. And um, we started dating and I started coming to this church. And George married us 43 years ago last week or week before last. And uh, I've been coming here ever since. I've been enjoying it. Christmas. Christmas is more meaningful now. Um, and I'm finding that, you know, I, I still like the stories of Santa Claus. You, I've learned much of my Christmas through songs. Um, even secular songs have stories in them that tell us, that, like uh, Gene Autry songs. Um, Hang your stockings, say your prayers, because Santa Claus comes tonight. They, though, uh, most, of, most of the Santa Claus comes down to uh, Mary St. Nicholas, who apparently was born in Turkey um, in the uh, 3rd century A.D., about 260 A.D., and um, comes down to us. I was looking this information up from the Dutch Sinterklaas, Claus spelled K-L-A-A-S, and uh, came to American English as Santa Claus, short for Saint Nicholas. Um, English call him Father Christmas, French, Père Noël. Chris Kringle seems to be a version of Christkind, or Christ Child. Um, German tradition, um, even much of our secular Christmas beliefs it's tied into Christianity. And I'm finding that very much so. I still talk about Santa Claus with, with kids and stuff, but I'm never going to pass on it as a, an actual thing. You know, that right here, tonight, this night, is what Christmas is all about. And uh, one of the things that is very special to me about that is two songs growing up, um, uh, away in a manger, 
very special to me, and uh, it was the only thing probably that kept me from being all Santa Claus. <laughs> and 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 the other was Silent Night, which was written by an Austrian in about 1880 in German. I haven't sung it in German yet, but I have sung it in Spanish. Um, uh, a song called uh, O Tannenbaum, O Tannenbaum, it's Christmas tree. And so we get our Christmas tree ideas from that. I'm not having a Christmas tree this year on the inside of the house, but the outside uh, for the first time ever. But um, the best gift that I can have for Christmas is sitting right over there. That's uh, three generations. There's my daughter, who was my first baby, and her son, my grandson, and my new granddaughter that he married, and that little angel is my great-grandson, and he's on the floor now. And that is the best Christmas I can have. Thank you.